0: Good morning, everybody. It's so wonderful to get to be with you all here today and all of you watching online. Today, we're going to be in the book of Luke. So if you wouldn't mind flicking there with me to to chapter 15, verses 11 to 24. And Jesus is telling us a story. He said, There was a man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the share of the property that is coming to me. Anything, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger. I will arise, I will go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose, and he came to his father. But while he was still a long way off. His father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring quickly the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it. And let us celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they began to celebrate. The title of today's talk is How to Have a Fresh Start. I don't know if you've ever wanted a fresh start, but I have. I was born in Miami in a prison. My mom was a drug addict when I was born and I was quickly brought here to the UK when I was three to live with my grandmother and my extended family. I was brought up by very strong women. There's not a single marriage in my family. That means they're, they're my heroes, but also scary. <laughs> but I love them so much. But unfortunately, when my nan passed away, I went down my own reckless living. And at the age of 17, I found myself in prison I know I wanted a fresh start I had ruined so many friendships I had ruined so much in my life and I wonder might you want a fresh start in some area of your life maybe relationships you could have done differently maybe lies you wish you wouldn't have told maybe mistakes we could have avoided regrets we could undo shame we wish we could erase guilt we could let go of Sometimes, wouldn't it just be so good to have a button that just press refresh, rewind, undo? Well, in today's passage, we learn how Jesus teaches us how we can have a fresh start. And the first thing I find that Jesus tells us through this story is to acknowledge a problem. He tells us from verses 16 to 18 that when the son came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I'll arise and go to my father. Here in this parable, Jesus tells spiritual truths. And the son is you and I, and the father is God. And he's teaching us how God relates to you and I. And this son, he had run from his father. He had asked for his inheritance early. I wonder how you'd feel if your son had asked for his inheritance early. That means the son was basically saying to his father that he wanted him dead. He didn't want him in his life anymore. He wanted to go his own way. And he went to a big city, a city like London, to live a reckless life. And I'll let you come up with whatever you think reckless life means. But that didn't last long. Soon the money ran out, his friends left him, and he was all alone. He was in a pigsty. And, he, and Jesus tells us that he came to himself. He acknowledged that he had a problem. He said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. The son notices that this, this problem that he has, it's, it's this thing called sin. And, and today we spoke about that as people were being baptized. And sin is basically just when we do things our way instead of God's way. It's not just outward actions, but it's also inward motives. I know so many times in my own life when my pride has hurt the people around me, when my selfishness has ruined Things that I've been a part of. Things that I've done that that I regret so much. So, So many of my actions that now bring me so much shame. Habits that I've had in my life that have hurt me and hurt the people around me. And these are all a result of doing things my own way rather than God's way. And they break God's heart because they destroy my life and they destroy the life of the people around me. But acknowledging a problem is so difficult. If you're anything like me, I love to learn things the hard way. I don't know why, but unless I've hit rock bottom, I just don't learn my lesson. And I'm sure so many people looking in on me could have told me that I had a problem, but I just didn't listen. I remember I was living my life, running from God, running from my family. This was a picture of me. Not long after this picture was taken, I had an overdose. I was heavily addicted to drugs and I was a mess. I was running from life. I had this void in my soul. I had this void in my heart. So many of the people who were sharing their testimonies today spoke of this void, spoke of this kind of feeling of emptiness. And I was trying to fill this void with so many things. It was sort of like an internal wound that I was trying to heal with external things. So I, I, I imagine that they were sort of like plasters. And, and I would try to, to heal these sort of internal wounds with plasters. Let's say one of those plasters was, was drugs. And no matter how many drugs you take, sooner or later, the joy runs out, the fun runs out, and you're left alone. And then, then even though I tried to use those drugs, I thought... Oh, I still feel this void. How about if I use relationships? Maybe that will make me feel better. But, but maybe, as you might know, no, no matter how many relationships you can be in, sooner or later, that void just becomes even more real. How about, how about money? At that age, I was trying to get all the money I could think of. Don't, don't ask me how. <laughs> but no matter how much money you have, it doesn't quite fill the void. Why don't you guys help me out with it? What, what else do we sometimes use, you think, to try and fill this void? Work. Work. Yes, exactly. Try to get all the promotions I could pro- possibly think of just so that people could approve of me and accept me. But no matter how far I go, it doesn't quite fill that void. What else do you think? Netflix. Netflix. Very, very good. Yeah. No matter how many shows I watch, it's never quite enough. Right? It's never, it doesn't quite take away the, the loneliness I feel, the void I feel. What, what else do you guys think? Food, food. exactly. No matter, uh, uh, no matter how much burgers I can have, it doesn't quite ever fill me up. Well, that's actually true. I don't even know. Um, yeah, food, exactly. What, what else? One more. What do you think? Sports, exactly. I, no matter how many hours I can go to the gym, no matter how many sports I play, no matter how many times I win, it's never quite enough and 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 what about dates on tinder no matter how many oh that that was a funny laugh from people here you guys might might know what i'm talking about no matter how many of these plasters i use they could never quite fill the void that was in my heart i wonder if you feel that there's a void in your heart because i know that this void just came from me running from god we all have a God-shaped hole on the inside of us that we're trying to constantly fill with all these external things, but they can never quite do the job. But just like this son, all he had to do was acknowledge that he had a problem. That's the first step. You see, Christianity is completely different to every other worldview. Every other worldview tells you that you have to be perfect in order to be accepted. Every other worldview tells you that you have to present your best self. Even the latest religion of social media tells you to present the best self in order for you to be approved and liked. But Christianity is completely the opposite of that. It's actually in our worst state that we're accepted. When we're in the middle of the pigsty, just like the sun, that God accepts us. So all the son had to do was acknowledge that he had a problem. And then he took a step. Verses 20 to 24, Jesus continues to tell us, And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion, and ran and embraced him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I've sinned against heaven and before you. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to him, bring quickly the best rope and put it on him. Put a ring on his hand and shoes on his feet and bring the fatted calf and kill it. And let us eat and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead, but is alive. He was lost and is found. And they began to celebrate. The son here realized that he had to go back to his father he realized that he had a void in his heart, in his soul, in his life, that only his father could fill, like we have a void and a, and a hole in our hearts. And I realized that only God could fill it. And all it took was for this son to take one step because the father was waiting. I can imagine the father waiting outside of the house, looking out at the horizon. And when the son was just a dot on the horizon, still so far away that he couldn't even see, it, the father just began to run towards him. And men at that time, wealthy men at that time, didn't usually run. But the father didn't care what people thought. He just wanted his son to come back home. And just as the son was preparing the speech, as the son was preparing to tell him, Father, I'm sorry, and as the son was preparing to earn his way back, the father just jumped on him, kissed him, and embraced him and said, You're not going to earn your way back. I'm going to bring you back. And this is what, what Jesus does for you and for me. Before we can do anything to earn our way back to the Father, that Jesus already died for us. 2,000 years ago, the Apostle Paul wrote to the Romans, and he says this, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While I was in the middle of that overdose, God looked at me, and Jesus said, I will die for you, Fernando. When this son was in that pigsty, Jesus died for the son. And whatever regret you have, whatever sense of guilt or condemnation or shame you may be carrying in your worst state is when Jesus came to die for you. So that all it would take would be a step for the Father to come running to you. And I remember when I first had to take a step. I hadn't been to church for so long and after I showed you that picture and after that overdose, I went to a drug rehabilitation center for four months. And then I came back to London and, and I thought, I tried to go to church. And I went to my mom's church. It was this amazing Latin American Pentecostal church. The services went on for five hours. There was choreographed dance routines at the front. I have told Nikki about that, but... He hasn't, we haven't quite got there yet, but we will do soon. We just m- mentioned some things. And I remember I was just at the service and, 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 and somebody was, ta- and the pastor was talking about taking a step to start a new life, to start fresh with, with Jesus. And I remember I was so afraid because I just felt like the sun in this story. I was full of plasters, full of regrets, full of shame. And if I'm honest with you, I didn't know how I was going to change all of that. I didn't know how I was going to stop all those things. But what I realized that it it wasn't me that had to to fix all these things. It was the Father himself who would run towards me and heal me from the inside out. And as the pastor was speaking, he said, whoever's going to take a step today for a new life, for a fresh start with Jesus at the center, and he was asking us to stand and I was just so nervous, my heart was beating, I was afraid, I I didn't know what a new life would look like, I didn't know what a fresh start would even feel like. And as people started to stand up across the whole room, I just said, Lord, are you sure? Can't this just be a private thing between you and me? Can't can't we just, you know, I want to start. And it was like the pastor knew what I was thinking, because he said, No, he actually said, this has to be a public stand. Because there's something powerful about taking a public stand before people and saying, you know what, I step out of the pigsty. I step out of my past and I step today towards you, God. And I just thought, okay, fine, you've got me. And then as I stood, I could feel the Father literally just just pulling these plasters off of me. I could feel almost like the desire to do all these things begin to fade i could feel like the hold that that drugs had on me begin to fade the 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 need to to go to relationships begin to fade the need to um even eat an exorbitant amount of burgers begin to fade all these things i felt i just as i stood i felt the father just begin to heal me from the inside out and this is what the father does to the son when he runs to embrace him I can imagine the father just sees the son and he just says, what have you got with all this stuff? You don't need all this stuff. You're back home now. And the, and the story goes that he gave, he gave him a new robe. And I've got a new robe here. And I could just feel like the father dressing me again. Where I came in with so much shame, where I came in with so much guilt, he dressed me again in his robe and made me new. I thought that for so long, God would judge me according to the things that I had done. But that day that I acknowledged and I took a step, He changed my life from the inside out. And now God wouldn't judge me according to what I had done, but as to who I was that day. And in that moment, I became a son and my life changed forever. I had a fresh start and I will never look back. I believe God wants to give some of us a fresh start today. For some of us, the step you take today, you might today decide, Father, I want to come home. You may never have acknowledged a problem. You may never have taken a step towards God. And today might be the day that you take your first step towards God. You won't regret it. There's nothing to be afraid of. The Father has his arms open and he's waiting for you to come home. He's just waiting to run towards you and pour his love on you, to heal you from the inside out. So that we won't need these plasters anymore. He gives us a completely new life. For some of us who are here today, we might take a first step and sign up to Alpha this Wednesday. And and begin a journey of discovering what this relationship with Jesus looks like. And for some of us who are here today, you may have just come back to church for a very long time and you might feel like the son in that story. You might feel like at one point you had a relationship with God, but you've, you've run from him. And, and today, you might be taking a step to come back home. And the Father's got his arms open, ready for you. Can we stand Father, thank you so much that you love us and that you're here today. Thank you so much, Father, that you're waiting patiently for us and waiting for us to to turn back to you. I Just had a sense just as I was speaking that as those testimonies were, were being spoken and throughout the message that the Holy Spirit was just resting on some of you today and, and he 's been giving you peace today. The Holy Spirit has just been resting on you and giving you peace and, and today we 're all going to be the, the ministry team because we're all COVID secure and, and we're just gonna extend our hands towards people today and, and begin to bless them. I just sense the Lord's gonna, gonna be speaking to a few of us today. So if that's you, if you're here and throughout the talk, if you've just sensed the Holy Spirit rest on you, if you sense the Holy Spirit just been giving you peace, would you, would you be brave enough just to raise your hand? Just great. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, a few of us. Great, As a prayer ministry team, could we, could we just extend our hands towards these people who have their hands raised and just begin to continue to pray for God to bless them and fill them and pour more of his spirit upon them? I think, just as I was praying, let's continue to pray, I felt like as I was praying, I felt like I was reminded of those plasters, and maybe one of those plasters just resonated with somebody that's in this room, and, and you just feel like, this one is too hard for me to let go of, or it's too hard to, to take off, but I just felt so strongly that today the Spirit of God Himself was going to dig deep in and, and help you pull that plaster off. might just be one person if if that's you would you would you mind just raising a hand and taking a step I really believe God's going to do a miracle in that situation brilliant thank you so much we just extend our hands to to them and if you see people close to you who who have their hands raised just at the back there's somebody there too at the top let's just begin to pray we're all one family and we believe the, the Holy Spirit is going to heal and restore and give supernatural strength. Today, bring healing and restoration. Just begin to just pray and share words with them and, and, and release what, what you sense the Lord is saying to that person. Yeah, Thank you, Lord, for all you're doing. Thank you, Lord, for the lives you're, you're healing and restoring and the plasters you're pulling off right now. We just pray for more. And also online, if any of these words are for you, just, just, just send it on the chat and we'll have a team praying for you too. I really had a sh- strong sense that today, maybe there was somebody who was in this room who, who you, you've had a, you had a relationship with God growing up but lately um, it hasn't been as close as maybe you'd like it to be and you're here today and you just think I want to go back to, to my Father. I want my relationship with my Father in Heaven to be restored. If that's you, would you be really brave and, and raise your hand and the rest of us could pray for you. Great. Loads, great guys. Could we continue just extend our hands towards these guys and, and pray a blessing on them? We're all a family. Let's just keep our eyes open at the top. There's people, people all over the place coming back to their father in heaven. And the father's just wrapping his arms around you, loving you, loving you. He's not, there's no guilt, there's no condemnation, there's no shame. He's just happy that you're home and he's starting a fresh start today. Just sense the, the Father just embracing you, saying you're back home. And as he's hugging you right now, I just, I just see him just, just healing you from the inside out, giving you a peace, a joy again. He's so happy that you're back. and i wonder as well if there might might be one or two people who are here today and who you, you might have never had a relationship with god and or maybe you've been running too but but you've never actually had a relationship with god and, and today you you want to make a decision and you want to say today i take a step towards you god today i choose to to let go of the life I've been living. Let go of the pigsty, and today I choose to come to you for the very first time. If that's you, even if it's just one or two people, would you be really brave to raise your hand? Create those people just at the top there could we just extend our hands towards them bless them thank you lord for your sons who have come home thank you lord for the fresh start that you're giving all of us today thank you lord that you're able to heal our wounds heal our past heal our regrets heal our shame and make us new Thank you, Father, that you have your arms wide open for each and every one of us. And you just want to pour your love out on us. And I pray that for every person that's in this room, Father, that we would have a fresh encounter with your love, that we would feel your embrace, that we would feel your your warmth, that we would feel your word that, that tells us that you just want to celebrate with us because we're here. And I pray, Father, for everybody that's in this room, Lord, that we would have today a renewed confidence in our identity as sons and daughters. In Jesus' name, amen.